0: Well, we're going to talk today about when God delays, amen, when God delays, when you put something before God and you haven't gotten an answer and it's been months or years or whatever, and it's taken so much time, what do you do when God delays? What do you do? What happens to your mindset? You know, we have to protect what God has given us. Those promises are yes and amen. When God delays, you have to take yourself back to that original promise. And the answer is not, he never told me that. That's what most people, God didn't tell me that. But what you've been doing for 15 years, telling everybody and standing on that word, well, I just got it messed up. Then they come up missing. Because they get mad at everybody because they think God has failed them. But when God delays, there's a lot of different reasons. Some reasons we just will never find out. We don't know. We don't know everything. God tells us things in part. But what we do know is this is a self evaluation time where we can go to God with a petition. And make sure that we're doing everything that he wants us to do before that thing comes. Ask yourself these questions. If I had it today, what would I do? If it came today, am I ready? If it came today, what kind of changes would I have to make? If it came today, would it really make me that happy? See, we shouldn't depend on some event or something or some present or some blessing from God to make us who we are. Amen? See, God is trying to fulfill us and transform us before the good times really roll. Are y'all with me, so to speak? God wants to prepare us, but he also wants to make sure that we can hold that thing and keep it once we get it whether it's the perfect job or increase in your finances or a a loved one's salvation a healing you know if you get a healing you got to keep it got to know how to keep it amen hallelujah husbands and wives a restored marriage do you have forgiveness i mean you know do you really know how to forgive you know, the Bible says all things are forgivable in a marriage. All things. There's no, but you don't know what he did. But you don't know God. God can heal anything. He heals all things. There's, all, there's nothing that he can't forgive or cause a person to forgive another in a marriage. There's no exceptions. So are we ready for these things? Do we really want what God has for us? When God delays, the devil's going to launch his greatest attack against you. Amen. He's going to use anybody, anything. He uses all weapons. You're fair game. Amen. God wants us to, to know and to see for ourselves who we are. What we're capable of doing. Who we're really believing in. The strength of our faith. What we're really believing. God wants us to know these things about ourselves. So God delays for many reasons. Amen. We wait on things to turn around and we hope for that perfect thing to come. But are we ready for that thing to come? Satan pursues us all the time, especially when we're waiting for an answer from God, when we're waiting for a miracle. You know, sometimes it's just as simple as knowing that God is the only one that can do this thing. Something simple yet Then we get a prophecy from Kelly Cruz, something simple yet so something. She she prophesied that to us does anybody remember she said when God comes to be something so simple, you won't believe it. See, now I just said that. Now that was the Lord. Something so simple. But you know what the devil tries to make you think you're bad, you're terrible. You did, you ain't this, you ain't, you didn't pray enough. He goes, but you didn't pray enough. You didn't fast enough. You didn't do this enough. You didn't do that. See, he's the, and see what we do in the process. We take our eyes off God, and we put them on all of these. Lies that the devil is throwing at us. We get confused and we start rehearsing over and over in our minds what we did or didn't do. Amen. And so the devil wins because he divides our focus. But when God delays, it's something so simple that we won't believe it, right? It won't make sense. There you go. It'll be something so simple it won't make sense. You know why? I believe that's the word of the Lord. Because the devil will tell you it's this, it's that. You didn't do this right. You didn't, you're not desirable. Don't nobody want you. You ain't good enough. You ain't this, you ain't that. He's a liar. And he launches a great attack against our minds. And we take it from there. It's how I look. Well, I'm not as thin as I used to be. All of these things. It may be true, but it won't stop God from giving you your miracle. Amen. Hallelujah. Something so simple, it won't make sense. Praise God. We need to write that one down. Hallelujah. Whatever the case may be, waiting for God to deliver Whatever we're waiting for God to deliver, we find out our strengths and weaknesses. And that's another thing God wants us to know. He wants us to know our strengths and know our weaknesses, not to make us feel bad, but so that we can get in the Word and get restored and get refreshed and become renewed and draw from Him what we lack. Amen. The Bible says, when we are weak, He is strong in us. Ask for wisdom. Ask for strength. Ask for whatever it is that you lack. Amen. And he works patience in us until the Bible says we lack nothing. Amen. So he's instilling into us so many great things. Who can sit up and look at a time clock and wonder when, when will God produce for me? Because it's a learning experience. It's a faith walk. It's an ever-growing kingdom. And we grow in the process. We become strong. Amen. Our adversary, the devil, is relentless. And he goes after us. Because he wants you to not believe in what God has told you. You know, I can't count the, the people that have come and told me, well, God didn't tell me that. After 15, 10 years, 20 years, he didn't tell me that. because, And you you know right away that the devil's been working on their mindset. How many times have you said that? How many times have I said that in the process? Many times. But thank God we always bring ourselves back to the promise, back to that hope. Amen. Amen. Don't let go of that hope. As long as you have that hope, you'll, you'll come through amen and when it comes when god is not delaying anymore when that promise comes it'll be so simple it won't make sense and what i think that means is the devil's been lying to us all along about so many things amen let's go to first peter five hallelujah Verse Peter 5. You know, I believe that if, if we lack in something, if we need something, God will tell us what it is. You know, David was a man who lacked a lot, but he understood the relationship with God. And he went before so many adversaries. And when he did, God always... Because of the relationship and the closeness with God, God always explained things to him and told him what he needed to do. And he, was, he always told him, don't back down. Keep going. I am with you. Don't fear. You're going to take out this army. Just you and me. Well, I only have so and so many men. You don't need them. But I'm as long as you have me, as long as the anointing is with you, you can conquer any demon. Amen? And he did many. He did conquer many, many adversaries. 1 Peter 5 verse 7. And it says, casting your cares upon him. That is the first thing that we need to make a habit of doing. Whenever you get in a rough spot where you don't don't know if god is with you anymore and you're wondering what did i do wrong or why is it taking so long for god to answer you you gotta know how to get that stuff off of you because it's not the promise is not dependent upon us amen it's dependent totally upon him now do we have a part to play yes we do but I think the, the biggest part that we have to play is humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Knowing that he's the one that's going to pull this thing off, not us. And keeping our expectation in God and not losing hope. Not allowing the enemy to make, be, allow us or, or make us become bitter towards God. That happens. You know, you ever been mad at God? It's a terrible feeling amen you know we get mad because we think god doesn't care about us and he's not giving us the right thing or he's not coming soon enough but if you look at it on the other hand things don't make sense in the natural the things of god you can't make sense out of the things of god amen that's why our carnal mind doesn't receive The things of God, because it's foolishness. And so we look at a lot of things that we have to go through as foolishness, but God, maybe maybe he doesn't. His thoughts are higher than ours. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And so what we need to learn to do is work with God and just learn how to do like David whenever he was up against an enemy. And he didn't think he was going to overtake them. He cried out to the Lord. And that's why he wrote the book of Psalms. He, he, he went into his innermost feelings. And he cried out to God because he knew in whom he was believing. When the deal went down, David depended upon the Lord. And God brought him through every single time. Saul had his thousands. David had his ten thousands. Hallelujah. And this is why Saul was jealous of David. And he ran, he pursued David like a relentless enemy. Amen. And that's how the devil comes comes after us when we do things for God. Maybe you don't think it's so great. You know, passing out bread to the needy and praying for them and letting them know that God loves them. That's a great thing for God. Amen. It's a great thing. Hallelujah. Amen. This is how God shows his love to people is to have somebody else interrupt their day to do something for them. And so God won't let you down. He won't. He just won't. He won't let you down because he can't. But we have to learn when, when the devil uh, uh, impedes on us and when he pursues us. And, and he won't leave us alone in our minds and in our hearts. You have to know how to cast your cares upon the Lord. That's what it says in verse 7. Casting your cares upon him because he cares for you. Amen. So, what does this mean? It means that God will provide your daily needs. If you need care, He's going to give it to you. He's a caregiver. Amen. You need support and strength, He's going to give that to you. He always does, but you have to go to Him. Amen. You have to go to Him. Verse 8 says, Be sober. And be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And the Bible says to resist him in verse 9. Resist him steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your other brethren. Amen. uh, Do we have the amplified? Do you have the amplified? Left my phone. Thank you. Amplified says, be well balanced. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's that's what that word sober means. Be well balanced, and that means temperate, sober of mind. That means don't let your mind race. Don't let the devil take your mind and then you and you just Thinking all, oh, if it ain't good, lovely, pure, and of good report, thankworthy, praiseworthy, the devil has your mind. But you can stop it from racing like that whenever you get, want to get off the boat and get back in with what God has planned for you. So you got to be well balanced, think balanced. It says be vigilant and cautious at all times. For the enemy of yours, the devil, ro- roams like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. That means he, he preys on the weak. But we are strong. See, when we're weak, when you feel like you're at your weakest, you cry out to God. He strengthens you. Amen. So you got you to gotta do this with keep connections with God. There's no way you can do this on your own. Verse um, 9 says, Withstand him. Be firm in the faith. So how do you withstand against the devil? By being firm in the faith. Against his onset. Rooted. Established. This is how. Be rooted and established in the word of God. Be strong and immovable. That means when you see things in the natural, when heaven delays... You've got to still be strong in the Lord. You tell the devil, I'm not giving up. I'm still hoping. I'm in hope that God will come through for me. Amen? So stay firm in the faith. That means don't lose your faith. Don't lose hope. Stay rooted in the word. Established, strong, immovable, and determined. Knowing that the same identical sufferings are appointed to your brotherhood, the whole body of Christians throughout the world. And after verse 10 says, and after you have suffered a while, a little while it says, you know, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day with God. So he has no no uh acknowledgement of time see time to us and time to god is two different things he doesn't look at time the way we do because he's timeless amen he just is and was and will forever be but our time is limited and so we seem to view time differently but god understands he put this whole thing together he made us he knows the length of our days only God knows when he's taking up too much time, and he never takes up too much time. Amen? So it's, that's why it says here, after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who imparts all blessings and favor, who has called you to his own eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will himself complete and make you what you ought to be, established And ground you securely and strengthen and settle you. So in other words, when God delays, go to God to be strengthened, to be perfected. Amen? To be complete. God wants to complete us in every way so that standing won't be so hard. You can't do it on your own. If you try to do it without going to God for strength, you're going to give up. See, when people quit, they tell on themselves. It's like this. I won't quit. I don't care if I never see the promise. All my days with God has been glorious. I'm not in this to get something out. I'm here to declare a principle. Amen. I'm here to declare Jesus as Lord. I'm here to declare his glory in my life. And I want to walk right, live right, talk right, and impress other people that this God that I serve is real. Amen. Hallelujah. That he can do all things. That there is nothing too hard for him. But you know, the confusion rests in us. The things that we want. You know, the way we look at things is like if you don't get it, you'll die. God don't. God's a jealous God. Amen? Maybe you would have made him jealous. Hallelujah. When God delays, go to him. If, some, if your boss told you that he was going to give you your pay, paycheck on a certain day and you don't get it, you're going to be the first one going to HR <laughs> to see where your money is. So when God delays, go to him. See, people don't want to go to God. Don't want to go to him because they're too ashamed, too prideful. Pride is the biggest reason people don't go to God. Don't know him. Don't trust him. Don't want him. When he has everything that you need. He's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Whatever your life needs, he's already provided it. That's what it means. Already done it. Amen. Amen. He gives us dominion, power, authority, and rule. Can't nobody do that but God. Amen. You can't get that from another man or woman. That's why people change partners so quickly. Because it, it runs cold. It's like, I thought that was this and it ain't that. It never is when you put such a high value on on man. You can't get something out of another person. They're trying to survive themselves. Amen. They have nothing for you to draw from unless it's a husband and a wife. Two is better than one. And if you're not in that situation, you can't draw nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to find God for yourself. Then hook up with somebody so you'll be strong. So when they flip out on you, you won't deck them, and clock them, amen? You'll have something to pour over into them, you know, some of your God, amen? They need just a little more Jesus, <laughs> Amen. So God has given us dominion, power, and authority, and rule, amen? And see, we forfeit that rule. When we, when we go to another man or we lean to our own understanding. You can't lean to your understanding. Is everything okay in there? All right. All right. So you can't lean to your own understanding. Not in this deal you can't. Amen. See, you have to have the goods when it comes to other people. But when it comes to God. You don't need all the goods. All you need is him. And he will direct your path. Amen. He'll settle and strengthen you and establish you. He'll ground you so that other people won't drain you. You ever been around people that just drain you? Amen. He'll complete and make you. Make you what you ought to be. Hallelujah. So we should cast our cares upon the Lord because he cares for us. And you, and we have power. And when you cast your cares, he will give you more strength to fight that enemy, Satan. You know, when you hit him, you'll hit the bullseye and knock him out of your life for a season. Amen. He always comes back. He came back to Jesus. But the thing about it is Jesus gave him a cold knockout. And you got he knocked him out with the word of God. You got to have that knockout punch. You know, and then let him go and rub his head for a while while you're enjoying life. Amen. Hallelujah. Got to trust. When God delays, we wait patiently for him. That's what the Bible says. Wait patiently for the Lord. And that's why these scriptures are in here. Because when we get in these situations when heaven delays, and you don't hear from anything. You, what do we start doing? We start looking around in the natural. We start looking for a sign. We go back to the Pharisees, what they do. Looking for a sign to make sure God is still going to give you what he promised. And you know what? Looking for a sign, looking in the natural pushes us further away. Amen. Because we get more confused. Looking for a sign from, from the, in the natural. And, you know, we get more confused and we get more stupid stuff. Because the natural has nothing. You can't look in the natural and figure out a spiritual, okay, you need a miracle. Miracles are from heaven. It's from God. We're looking in the natural for a spiritual thing. Amen. We're looking in the natural. See, that's why you can't look at how stuff look. Because it's a spiritual thing. See, we're looking for God to do something for us. Something that you know man can't touch this. You know it's got to be the grace of God that this thing gets done. But we're looking in the natural. And guess what? Satan makes sure we see something negative. You know why? Because he's the God of this world. He has dominion in this world. Well, we have dominion, but he has some authority here if we give it to him. And this is why he roams around, because he's got free free will, free reign. And he roams around seeking, looking for a Christian that's not standing strong. Looking for somebody that's looking in the natural for what they ought to be looking to heaven for. And he said, Oh, you want to see something? Here, let me show you this. (laughs) (laughs) And then we, we are further and further away from what we thought God was doing. And then we say, I thought God was going to be further along than we all know how it is. And I thought he was going to do this and I ain't feeling no better. And I, you know, it ain't, you don't go by how you feel. You're healed. You're healed feeling you're dealing with symptoms that's placed on your body so you don't go by how you feel well i got this knot or i got this thing but i know i'm healed i don't have the disease it's on me it ain't in me amen because i feel great (laughs) i get up and i make it from day to day some days are, are you know rougher than others But I'm doing good. I'm doing, and I believe I'm healed. Yeah, because you healed. Amen. Hallelujah. You ever seen some people in a wheelchair? Now, there are people who look really sick. But you ever seen somebody in a wheelchair, one of them electronic things in the market, you just want to tell them to get up? Just get out of there. You can walk. It's because they can If they would only get up, have that faith to get up. Get up. You'd be surprised how many people have gotten up like that. Something just came on them one day and they say, You know what? I think I can I think I can walk. And they get up and walk. Because they're healed all the time. See, you're healed, you just gotta move healed, gotta move that into your mentality. Move it into your heart. You gotta believe it. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, we don't go by how we feel. We go, we walk by faith and not by sight. You don't look at, look around to see what God is doing in the, na, in the supernatural realm. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah 40. Quit looking at what you can't see. Or the devil will give you something to look at. Look unto him. Who is the author and the finisher of your faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Look unto the hills for where my help comes from. Looking in the natural to see what God is doing. You'll get further and further away from God. Isaiah 40 verse 31. 40 verse 31. And it says, even the youth shall faint and be weary. That's not what I wanted. Oh, okay. That's the part of it. Okay. In 31, it says, but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. When you wait on the Lord, your strength gets renewed. Well, mine ain't renewed. That's because you haven't gone to him. Go to him. Submit to him. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. and Quit being mad at him. And if you're mad at him, repent and say, "God, you know I'm so sorry. I know you're the last person I ought to be mad at. I don't know why I'm mad. I'm just asking you to help me. Amen." Amen. And when you see it's always good to repent, what is repentance? It's when you just tell it like it is. Tell the truth god i'm I'm tired of waiting. Yeah i'm just so discouraged and i'm just i ain't thinking right and i'm just asking you to help me because i can't i can't do this no more see honesty it get you everything and he'll say oh that all wrong with you here strength amen strength and you know i'm gonna tell you what else god does when you go to me give you a little bit more understanding a little bit will let you see a little bit more to tide you over to the next tr- trauma that you have, <laughs> and then when you get traumatized again, he'll say, "Here's some mush," but you got to go to him in honesty, and when you do that, he'll give you a little bit more and a little bit more, A little bit more Jesus, A little bit more Jesus, Amen. See when you when you when you go to God and you you're honest with him. That's how he infuses you with his strength. he can't work through all this bitterness and this anger. He he don't he just sit there and wait until you get it together, and it takes some people years. Trust me. So those who wait upon the, the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Isn't that wonderful? They shall run, hallelujah, not be weary. And they will walk and not faint. You won't quit. That means you won't give up. You're gaining strength and patience as you go. And you can wait for eternity if you have to. When you get that, that understanding and get that mindset, guess what happens? Suddenly. And it'll be so easy. What's that, that saying? It, it'll be so simple it won't make sense. Amen. And then you sit up and you say it was me all the time. Amen. Yep, it always is. It's always us. It's never God. Amen. But then it's something how we get mad at Him. So this is a good exercise for us, you know, to get get um, our strength from God. <coughs> Excuse me. In verse twenty nine of of forty, we read thirty one. 29 says he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. He increases your strength when you want to give up. He increases your strength when you want to just have a conniption, when you want to snap at some point. I'm just about to snap. But if you go to God, this is what will happen. See, people don't go to God. They don't want to be bothered with God. Well, no, because, see, he think he, you know, I'm just going to tell him a thing or two. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. And then what? Because you think he really cares? Then what? See, you always got to look at the then what? What did you prove? What did you gain? Well, I just feel better. Yeah, I know you dealing with your feelings. But the just shall live by faith. You're living out of your feelings. You can't live out of your feelings. Not this walk with God. You can't live out of your feelings. But he will renew your strength if you go to him. And and it says that they will mount up with wings. Mount up. (laughs) What does that word mount up mean? You'll live above the moment. You'll live above that moment of anger. You'll live above that moment of need, which you thought you needed. Look at it like this. If you need something so bad, God will give it to you. If he don't give it to you, you don't need. There's another way to become complete. And that's in him, by him, you know, for him, everything him. you got to get it from him. But you'll live. Mount up means you'll live above that moment. With vigor and strength. Amen. Mounting up is an inner attitude that you take on. It's like a characteristic of God that you pull down from heaven to get refreshed and restrengthened and restored and become complete. And then you're like an eagle and you start to soar again. Is that making sense? He infuses you with this strength. And you mount up, you take off, and you live above. Every bad thing that was bugging you the day before you went to God ain't bugging you no more. Because you mount it up with wings and fly above the situation. And you find out that you didn't really need it as bad as you thought you did. Amen. See, whenever you pull your mind out of depression or despair, anger, unrest whenever you pull your mind out of there out of that pit you'll find out that you can last a little bit longer amen and god doesn't care how many times you come back to him he wants to see you every day amen but this inner attitude this mounting up is an inner attitude of power and tenacity that God instills on the inside of you when you ask Him for something. See, people just in the flesh and they just like being mad, like being mean, like being just get in a habit of being like, like that. And God wants us to change, He wants a transformation. Amen. That transformation comes from Him to us. On the inside. It's an inside dealing. Let's go to Psalm 27. Hallelujah. Psalm 27, verse 14. And it says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, wait on the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is Psalm. This is uh, David in this psalm. He's declaring. He's making a declaration before man and before God. I know my Redeemer liveth. I know my God will strengthen you. All you got to do is wait on Him. Don't give up. Don't quit. Amen. Hallelujah. He was with me with the bear. He was with me with the lion. Hallelujah. And I know. That he will help me in times of trouble. He is with me now. But you don't look at how it feels. You don't go by how it feels. You don't look at what it looks like. Don't wonder why God hasn't come yet. And if you wonder, it's okay. Go to him and ask him. Very simple. Just like you go to HR for your check. (laughs) Well, this ain't right right there. That ain't right. Wait on the Lord, be of good cheer, and he will strengthen your heart. Hallelujah. Flip over to Psalm 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. See, sometimes we start thinking this thing dep- is dependent on us. And we take on that responsibility, and it's not ours. Amen? So it says in 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. And with my song, I will praise him. See, we need to give God some props. And this is why Paul was in in the, the pit, in jail. For nothing because he loved the Lord. But didn't God get him out of there? He started to sing praises to our God. And the doors, the prison doors were unlocked and open. Amen. Amen. So the Lord is our strength and our shield. And our hearts trust in him. And I am helped. God will never let you down. We got to go through these things better, handle things better than we do. Verse 8 says, The Lord is my strength, and he is the saving refuge of his anointed. Amen? It says, Save your people and bless your inheritance. Shepherd, shepherd them also and bear them up forever. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalm 138. Psalm 138, hallelujah. We're not to allow circumstances to overtake us, but we must take our eyes off of trouble. Put our eyes on God, amen. Take your eyes off of trouble. Put our eyes on what's good, lovely, and pure, and of good report, what's praiseworthy, thankworthy. Think on these things Philippians four thirteen or Philippians four eight or whatever it is. Think on these things. Stop thinking. Get your mind from thinking so much on what you need and a fearful of what's gonna happen. That means your 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 attention is not if you if you channel that energy on God as the world says, Oh I channeled my energy and I hugged the tree and it had power but if we channel our energy on God all of this you know what it takes a lot to work up a sweat of nervousness and anxiety it really does if we put that energy into God and start to think what is what is God thinking about my situation he cares and the only way you're going to find out is cast it on him. Put it on him. God, I, I just, I can't take this no more. And so I cast my cares upon you because you care for me. The Bible says you care. And I want to believe that with all of my heart. And so I'm trusting you. I'm, I'm asking you to take this burden away from me and give me peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God will give you peace he has to he has to he has to do it you know why he has to because he cannot nullify his word because he 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 his faith his faith is in himself amen because there is none greater and so he Put all of his faith, hope, and trust in himself. And so in other words, he cannot let you down. He won't. We do this. We do it because we refuse to give God our time. Well, I don't want to be no nun. Honey, them nuns don't know God. Amen. Most of them. Some of them do. Most of them don't. All he wants to do is know you. God, I, I'm just asking you to help me. I'm, I just got problems. Emotional. Most of us do. And don't go, don't take a pill. Don't go to the doctor. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? We just got to deal with you. <laughs> but you need to go to Dr. Jesus. And so he can give you peace, because that's what most people just need, peace. They don't have peace. Amen. Everything don't have to be going good for you to have peace. You don't have to have money to have peace. You got a distorted distorted view of life. Amen. Peace comes from God, and you can't buy that. Money can't buy that. I'm telling you. I mean, yeah, it makes it better in the natural but you can be broke and happy with God. And if you know him, he ain't going to let you be broke. It's just, it's, it's, it'll be temporary, a temporary thing. Amen. So you cannot allow circumstances to overtake you when you know the great big God. Amen. You just got to put it out. You, you know, look stupid for the sake of God. Lose some friends for the sake of God. Call some enemies to get upset for the sake of God. What do you got to lose? Nothing and everything to gain. Amen. Amen. Because, honey, this revival is a selfish revival. It's you and the clothes on your back. You go get fed. Amen. And let the crowd go where they're going. But you go get your needs met. Amen. You become strong and stable and safe. Hallelujah. We we need to start singing a song of triumph instead of whining. It ain't going to happen. It ain't gone. It ain't gone. It ain't gone. gone. It's just sad. And start singing a a song of triumph. I I know in whom I'm believing. My God supplies all of my needs. I know God has not forgotten his elect. Hallelujah. Why would God call us all of these great things and not mean it? He ain't like us. Like some people. He don't do that. He, God loves us. Did we ever do 138, 7 and 8? Psalm 138, verse 7. It says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand will save me see we don't trust god with what's going well you don't understand it's always that you don't No, we don't but god does talk to him amen Amen. he sees everything that goes on so how can you not think god don't understand verse 8 the lord will perfect that which concerns me Amen. When you don't understand what's going on, say, you know what, Lord, I know you will perfect those things that concern me and work it out for my good. Work all things together for my good. I know you will. Sing that song. Amen. That's a victory song. That's a song of triumph. Amen. David always sang a song of triumph. We need to learn to encourage ourselves in the Lord. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Hallelujah. He sought the Lord during hard times. And when Saul pursued David, like Satan pursues us sometimes, he remembered the previous wars and victories. And he waited on the Lord for strength and endurance. See, he needed God more than ever, he didn't try to do it himself himself. He didn't think that he didn't need God. In fact, David knew that he needed God more than ever. And that's why he fleed Saul. He ran from Saul. He could have killed him. God was with him. He was a mighty warrior. He could have killed Saul and solved that problem like most of us would have done. But what did he do? He hid. He ran and he went into hiding because he loved Saul. And he didn't want to destroy this man that he has such great respect for. Amen. Although Saul got crazy. See, the devil got in Saul's mind because he was jealous. Because the women of the city had this song that they made up. Saul's killed his thousands, but David has killed his ten thousands. And And he got jealous. And so he decided to bump his buddy off. Amen. And so David left and he ran. And David knew that he was anointed. God's anointing was on him. And that's what Saul was jealous of that. Because see, that you can't buy. See, Saul, the people got Saul in power. And he didn't do nothing. Well, he was a good, good, uh, Saul was uh, a man of God until... It only lasted, it wasn't real. But see, jealousy is of the grave. Amen. Bad thing to have. Because it will cause you to want to kill somebody. Because it's of the grave. It's from the dead. Amen. And so David, instead of having his mighty warriors go out, he could have had somebody do it for him. But he ran. Amen. Until God, and he waited on God to take care of Saul, and he did, and David became the king, took Saul's place. See, that's what Saul felt it was coming, that biggie was coming, amen, and he couldn't stop it. He tried to stop it. That's why he wanted to kill him, because he knew he had, he had more abilities, because he had God, amen, and he didn't like it. So, that's, this is why uh, Saul cried out. I mean, David cried out to God so many times because he didn't want it to d- destroy a friend. Let's go back to Psalm 46. Didn't want to destroy him, but he could have. Someone that, that hates you so much, he wants you dead. And it's sad. That's called totally demonized. Psalm 46, I'm getting there. Verse 1, and it says, God is our strength. And this is a psalm of the sons of Korah, the chief musicians. It says, God is, a, is our God of refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. When you get in trouble, God will not run from you. Why would he do that? Amen. God, he always runs t- to the battle with you. And this is one thing that David uh, did when he was fighting Goliath. The Bible says he ran to him. he couldn't wait to get his hands on that big eight-foot giant. And he was like five foot, a five-footer. And so that just goes to show you that it has nothing to do with how big an enemy is, how big your problem is. But you don't understand. My problem is this big. It don't matter. Nothing's too big for God. Is it bigger than Goliath looking at you, defying the armies? All the armies were afraid of him. Nobody would take him on but this little short man of God. Amen. Amen. And when David faced Goliath, he couldn't wait to get his hands on him, because he knew God was with him. Isn't it a great assurance to know God is with you? Wouldn't it be wonderful to you can know you can know that God is with you. All you, you need is a word from Him. Knowing that He's there, look at the do what David did. He looked at past achievements. I fought the lion, I fought the bear, I took down Goliath. I know he's got to be in this situation with me and the King Saul. You got to reflect back. That's called. You know what that is? Amen. That's when you encourage yourself in the Lord. The last time I had those bills, he came through, gave me gave me a check. Cause that's all it is ever is with us. He gave me an unknown check. I didn't even know where it came from. And look for another one. Stay open for something else. Well, he wouldn't do that. Yes, he will. He won't if you don't think he will. But if you think he will, he sure can. He gave you that first time. You know what? But this is a good way to be. God, I don't care where it comes from. Just send prosperity now. <laughs> But just don't go begging. Because that's, that's you doing it again. Like God don't know what you need. He knows how to turn people's heart towards what you need. And that just shows that you don't trust him. You know, you can't do that. Because see, that's a double-minded man. Confused. Not stable. And in fact, the Bible says he's unstable in all his ways. And he won't get anything from God. Amen. Because see, you're trying to get God out of this pan. And then you're trying to do, get your own thing out of this pan. Because you don't trust God. It's like this, God, if I starve, I'm going to be looking for you to supply my needs. And I know you won't let me starve. And he'll come right in when you're about to give up. And he'll show himself strong on your behalf. Why? Because he loves you. Because he's a good God, a good shepherd. A good shepherd takes care of his sheep. Amen. Amen. And if one sheep gets lost, he'll leave the 99 and go after the one. That's what kind of shepherd he is. He loves us. He's a father. And he won't see his, his people removed. The righteous shall never be removed. He, won't, he just won't do that. If you believe it, it's it's you gotta look at what you bring into the table. A lot of unbelief. Amen. So you gotta go to God and confess this unbelief. Nothing wrong with that. God, it, cause He's your refuge and your strength. Did we finish reading that? Verse two, okay, verse one, God is our refuge and strength, a very p- present help in time of trouble. Therefore we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, Though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. Amen. God shall help her just at the break of dawn, just at your breaking point. Amen. Y'all need to write that one down. Psalm 46, (laughs) verse 5. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the breaking of dawn. Just before you break down and pull all your hair out. He was with you all the time. Why didn't he come sooner? Because you didn't call on him. You didn't trust him. And you didn't go and confess your, your unbelief. You know, the disciples told Jesus, help our unbelief. Because he already knew they didn't have faith. Why couldn't we cast that demon out of him because of your unbelief? Amen. Forgive our unbelief. Help our unbelief. Amen. David started in fear and in tears. But he ended in triumph. Why? Because he talked to his God. He went and had a face-to-face. Amen. He learned to be confident in his deliverance. Y'all there. He learned to keep his eyes off of the difficulties and keep them on Elohim. Amen. Hallelujah. Hebrew name for God. It's the power and the authority of God. Elohim. See, he, See, God was Elohim to David because he was the God of power and strength amen he was he had power and strength and Elohim means promise so he had power promise and strength and also Elohim means creator and judge judge of the universe amen so so he saw God. In all of these different ways, he saw God as a cre- the creator, the great judge, the-, the God of strength, the God of justice. You know, he was Elohim to him. Amen. Is he Elohim to you? Make him Elohim. Amen. So David was reminded of Elohim. Every time he got low, every time he was discouraged, every time another army was against him he looked at god as elohim the creator the creator of all this he says hey i'm working for the creator he'll stop all of this in one blow y'all see it's all in how we look at god what we think of him if you think he's small he'll be small to you and big to somebody else if you don't think he's big you know you have to think well of god amen because he's a good god so David built a history with God. How long is your history? He built a history with God. In other words, they've been through some things together. Amen. The sickness of a, a child will will give you a history with God. Amen. Finances depleted will give you a history with God. Divorce, marriage breakup. These things that are so hurtful will give you a history with God if you let them. And not look at life as, well, look at what God let happen to me. We have power. We've been given power and dominion, authority. We even hold the keys to the kingdom. You let what happened to you. Amen. Amen. Because you don't know the God in which you serve. Got to know him. And it's not hard. You don't have to be perfect to know him. You don't have to be clean to know him. He he doesn't want that. He wants you to come just as you are. Amen. And plead your case. Plead your case. You know, he just reflect back on what he and God have been through together. So like David, we need to recall the past when god delays amen the previous miracles you know saul had uh, david had 600 men and then they were cut down to, to to 300 men and he went in and he slayed you know he recovered the bible says he recovered all they had taken his wives that don't mean you can have more than one But he had taken his wives captive. I think it was the Amalekites. And it says David got a word from the Lord. And then he recovered all. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that's because he went back in his history with God. And when he started to look at what he had been through, he realized, my God is a great big God and he's the same God. That kept that lion in one corner and me in another, in that cage, in the lion's den. Didn't let him. See, he took authority over that lion. And it's the same God. And he realized, I'm dealing with Elohim. Amen. Hallelujah. The creator of this whole universe. And he went to Ziglag. And he recovered all. All that was taken, all that was lost, he got it back. Let me give you one more scripture. Jeremiah 20. Let's go there. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 20, verse 11. And the Bible says this, and don't forget this. I'm going to leave you with this scripture. It says, but the Lord is with me as a mighty, terrible one. That word terrible means awesome. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It says, therefore, my persecutors will stumble and will not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed, for they will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's one of our prayers. Hallelujah. Verse 12 says, "But O Lord of hosts, you who test the righteous." Now, did anybody get a clue from what I just test the This is a test. Will you pass or will you fail? Amen. Pass. <laughs> you who test the righteous. And see the mind and the heart. God is trying to see where your mind and where your heart is. See, if you read your Bible, it will tell you to answer all the questions. But see, we just want to go to Psalm 23. You know, very few. You have to get into the whole word. O Lord of hosts, you who test the righteous and see the mind and heart. It says, let me see your vengeance on them. This is on his enemy. For I have pleaded my cause before you. There's your answer. And I'm leaving you with that. Amen. Plead your case before God. Amen. David said, you, you, this is a test. He says, you're testing the mind and the heart of man. And he says, and I have gone to you and I have pleaded my case. You know what Plead your case? That's when, what's his name, turned his face to the wall. Hezekiah. That you do to Hezekiah. You plead your case. Turn your face to the wall. You tell God, you come clean. You don't go to God with excuses. Because he done heard them all. And you plead your case. God, I failed you. I failed so many. And I'm sorry. And I'm still asking. See, God like it when you confess or something bad and then turn around and ask him for something. He said, ooh, that brother bold. And see, most people say, if God ain't going to give you nothing because he's mad. You know, I did this and I did that. If you confess it, it's gone. David did. David murdered A man's wife just to have his wife. Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, had him murdered because he liked her. Amen. He got distracted. Didn't go out to war like he was supposed to send his soldiers. He stayed home and saw her through a window and boom, it was on. Because that image, see that's how the devil works on us, through images. And worked on him. And it was on. He looked up. He was a murderer. He was a great man one day and a murderer the next. And he, could, he repented. And he said, God, I know you test the righteous. But I'm asking you to help me. I'm crying out to you. We formed a history together. When I was a young lad. I slew Goliath and cut his head off and put it on a plate. Amen. And the armies were afraid of this man. But you gave me the power and the strength and the authority. You gave me one instruction to use a smooth stone and hid him between the eye. You told me what to use and where to do it. And that's all it took. And it took that giant down. And we have a history. History together. And I'm asking you to forgive me for all of my wrong. Forgive me for taking another man's life. Forgive me for adultery. But these people have my wives now, and I want them back. They took my gold. They took my clothes. They took my kids, and I want them back. And God was with him. And told him, gave him more instructions, and he followed the. See, it's, it's important to follow God's instructions, Amen. Followed the instructions, and it says he went to Ziklag, and that's in. If you want to read it, it's in First Samuel. I don't think I wrote it down. First Samuel thirty, and I know around verse eight, it says so. He went to Ziklag. And he recovered all. He got everything back. Those soldiers were afraid to touch his wife. Amen. And they were afraid to hold on to them. Because they knew David had some kind of relationship with God. When people know your relationship with God is real, if they smart, they leave you alone. Stupid people will keep messing with you. But smart people, they leave you alone. You don't believe it? those people, this is why... Uh, Jonah was thrown all overboard because those men said, who, who is it that's on this ship that's so involved with God that they made him mad? We're throwing him overboard. And he said, it's me. Just do it. They don't mess, they don't mess with you. Not any respecting devil. Not a crazy devil will. And you just got to take them out. As like, like Goliath. He was one of them crazy devils. You have to get God's instructions on them. But they fall too. Amen. In fact, they fall the hardest. Amen. 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 And so you have to stay with God and develop a history. And even if your history is new in him, don't let that stop you. So when God delays, it's for a purpose. It's for a purpose for you and for me. But it's up to us to find out what that purpose is. If things haven't changed in 30 years and you're wondering why, go to God. Go to God. And tell God you're just tired of this situation. You want it to change. And if there's anything that you didn't do right, you're willing to make that change. But I'm telling you, this is a season. See, you can't do this every time. you got to know the season. you got to know uh, what dispensation of grace we're in. And when you hear it, you know it's God, and you know it's time to act, and you know the time is now because you'll readily get an answer. Amen? Well, Father, we thank you for your word. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord God, and we, we lift you up. We thank you for the people here, Lord, That they are people after your own heart, that they've come to hear the word, to get an answer, so that you can make them complete in every way. And Father, we thank you that you're not the kind of God that will withhold from anybody. You are not a withholder. You're a giver. You're a blesser. You're a sustainer. You're a, a completer. You're all these great and wonderful things. And we thank you, Father. And we bless you, Lord God. Hallelujah. And we lift you up in Jesus' name. The Lord, I'm asking that you complete people today. Let God hear your voice, let Him hear from you. Don't be a visitor to His throne. But be a habitator. Live there as long as you want. See, won't he, won't he move mountains for you? He has so much confidence in himself that he made a bet against his own self, so to speak. Why? Because he has all the confidence in himself that what he's promised he can surely deliver. So we thank you, Father, that you're a good God. You're not a bad God. That you're a God that gives good gifts to his children. Good gifts. You don't give bad gifts. Whatever you are waiting for from God is a good gift and it's worth the fight. But you can't win this fight in anger, unbelief just don't want to go on. That don't work. But if you want to hit it, hit that thing and hit the bullseye and get peace. And when you get peace and you know God is with you, it don't matter whether you get it or not because you know it's coming. You're not sitting up waiting. You're not waiting to exhale. You're living and you move and you breathe. And you have completeness in him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And so we bless you today, Lord. We come before you in spirit and in truth. And we ask that you forgive us of all of our unrighteousness. And Lord, I'm asking that you transform us. Bless us. Heal us. Help us. Strengthen us. Help us to deal with when you delay. Let us get whatever it is you want us to get because of this delay. This delay is for us. And when God comes, it will be so simple, it won't make sense. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. God never lets us down. It's just if we would but believe, if we would but trust him, if we would but give him some time, he will change our lives. Amen. If there's anybody that needs prayer, I can pray for you before we leave. Amen.